and I'm like feeling so excited to record this podcast today. I don't even know why, or maybe I do. I just have like a lot of really exciting things happening right now. Later today, I am going out to lunch with one of my clients, Jen, and my dear friend Ashley is also coming with us. And I like am about to, you know, announce online. I know I have announced on the podcast, but like on my website and on Instagram, all about the cookbook being done. And I just am loving Food Body Soul. Like we're almost done with the virtual component of Food Body Soul. And the retreat, the in-person retreat is just around the corner. And I am already like, I mean, I have quite a few things planned for us, but like I'm daydreaming about the menu because I'm so excited for us to get to share meals together. You know, when food is something that you struggle with, eating is difficult, yeah? Hence why I'm sharing this podcast, How to Make Food No Big Deal. Because when food is no big deal, you then have so much space, so much room, so much opportunity to enjoy food and enjoy company. And I'm so excited to come together with these women who I have been guiding through this journey for the last couple of months, almost three months now. And it's been so beautiful and it's been such a privilege and an honor. And the next round of Food Body Soul is open for enrollment. So if you are interested in learning about Food Body Soul, be sure to reach out to me and we can set up a complimentary discovery call to see if it's a good fit for you. So if you guys don't know me, if you're new to the podcast, my name is Kara, hence Kara's Kitchen on Instagram, Kara with a C, Kitchen with a K. I help human beings heal their relationship with food and their body, and I support them in creating lives that they love, where food is no big deal, where food is easy. And today is part two of the How to Make Food No Big Deal podcast episode. So if you didn't, if you haven't listened to part one, go back last week. I give you some practical tips and strategies and reminders to help you make food no big deal. They're very helpful for the holiday seasons as well, but they're also very helpful if you have events coming up like vacations or weddings or parties, anything like that. These these strategies that I'm sharing with you also work any time of the year and I felt it very important to share them with you around the holidays because there's so much food and family and like cookies and all of the food around the holidays. Yeah, because food is something that brings people together. So whenever people come together to celebrate, there's food. You know what I mean? So part one was a lot of like very practical strategies for you to use, some mindset shifts for you to help you with making food no big deal. And today I'm going to give you some strategies as well. And I'm going to give you some actual practice items for you to do, like practical things that you can go and utilize to support you, not only in your mind to help you with the diet mentality, but also literally like an actual physical practice to go and do. So this is going to be a juicy episode for you. Now, before we get into the five strategies that I have for you today, I want to just share a couple of announcements, a couple of reminders. So my cookbook, Vegan Bootables, is now available for pre-order 
And if you pre-order the book, I'm going to send you a bonus ebook, a bonus PDF of 10 more amazing bootable recipes. So it takes, it just elevates the whole thing. You're going to get 10 more epic recipes to nourish your body that are going to satisfy your cravings, like delicious, yummy, nourishing recipes. So if you pre-order the book, you're going to get that PDF. I would be so grateful and honored and happy beyond belief if you guys would pre-order the book. It would mean so, so much to me. I know the publishers will be happy because it helps them know how many books to print and order. So I'd just be so grateful. So that's announcement number one. And then announcement number two, I just want to remind you that I'm doing that giveaway. So if you leave a ratings and review on iTunes, if you have an iPhone, you can just go into the podcast app. If you don't listen on an iPhone, you can actually go to iTunes.com, create an account and leave a review that way through your desktop. So you don't have to have an Apple phone. If you leave a ratings and review on the podcast between now and the end of the year, I'm going to be picking one giveaway a week and the winner will get to choose between receiving a copy of my first book, Body Wisdom, or a 30-minute mini coaching session with me that we can utilize in any way that you like. Any area of your relationship with food and your body that you're struggling with, we will deep dive in those 30 minutes if that's the prize that you choose. And I will support you getting unstuck and having a transformation. A lot can be accomplished in 30 minutes, I promise. Okay, those are the announcements. So let's talk about how to make food no big deal, part two. So strategy number six. So part one includes strategy one through five. So strategy number six is to set intentions and reconnect to your values. So I'm a big believer in being intentional intentional with our words, intentional with what we want to create, how we want to feel, and of reconnecting to where my values lie. So one of the things that I know to be true for myself and true for a lot of the clients that I've worked with is that when we're fixating on what our body looks like, it's often because we're disconnected from our values. We're actually prioritizing what we look like over what it is that we truly value. So for example, let's say that you're a mom and you have children and you're on vacation together and your kids are playing in the pool and they want you to come play with them, but you're so worried and concerned about what you look in your bathing suit that you never get in the pool to play with them. So if you were to ask yourself, what are your values? looking good in a bathing suit or going in the pool and having fun with your kids and making memories, I'm willing to bet that 10 out of 10 times you would actually say that what you really value is getting in the pool and making memories with your kids. Or for example, another example is let's say you're in a relationship. This was something I really struggled with when I was dealing with my eating disorder as I was afraid to be seen naked with my partners I had a lot of insecurities about the fact that like I'm extremely flat-chested like I am the head of the itty bitty titty committee let's be real and so I would always wear a shirt whenever we were having sex and when I thought about this you know reflectively looking backwards when I think about my values did I care more about looking good naked or did I care more about having an intimate deep connection with my partner 
And when I look back, I care more about that deep, intimate connection, yeah, than I do looking good naked. And I've definitely had clients where this is a thing too, like having sex with the lights off and a shirt on because you're so ashamed of what you look like. Like, girl, you deserve to have sex naked with the lights on, trust me, and not worrying about what you look like. <laughs> um, let's see, what's another example? Let's say that you're going to a wedding or a reunion or you know your your family's house for the holidays and you're really fixated on what you look like and you're so worried about what you look like and maybe you have good reason maybe you know you've had family members in the past make comments on your body which in which case um that's another area number strategy number seven will support you with that but if you think about what it is that you really care about do you care about everybody liking what you look like and thinking that you look good or do you care about cultivating genuine meaningful relationships and having having authentic communication and conversations that are meaningful and important you know so whenever you're really fixating on your body i invite you to reconnect to your values so strategy number six is to set intentions for every single day, but also when you're going to your Christmas dinner or Hanukkah dinner or weddings or whatever it is, and remind yourself, reconnect to what it is you really care about. What are your actual values? Where do you want to put your attention on? What are your real priorities in life? So that's strategy number six. Okay, strategy number seven is to create boundaries either verbally or mentally. Now, whenever we talk about creating boundaries, we often think that we're pushing people away. And especially as people who have disordered relationships with food and body image issues, we tend to be people pleasers. We tend to put everybody's needs above our own. We tend to not say no when we want to say no we put people's needs above our own we take care of everyone else at the expense of our well-being and what it is that we actually need we focus on filling everybody's cup up first and we deplete ourselves so the idea of speaking up and creating boundaries feels incredibly challenging and confronting and scary and it's really hard for us people pleasers to voice what it is that we want however I want you to think of creating boundaries as an opportunity for you to take care of yourself. It's not about pushing people away. It's not about making people wrong. It's about making a request about what it is that you actually really need. It's an opportunity for you to really, really honor yourself. So making a request to not have diet talk be a topic of conversation with your with your family with your friends and it can be as simple as I love you I'm happy for you that you are finding joy in what it is that you're doing and do you think we could not talk about diets when I'm around I find it a little trigger triggering and or I'd love to find out more about x y and z I'd, I'd I'm so interested in in learning about what else it is that you're up to in your life, right? How are things with your, your, your schooling, your education? How are your travels? How is work? How are the kids? 
what movies are you watching these days, yeah? So you can create boundaries with, from a place of love and from a place of wanting to take care of yourself. It doesn't need to come from a place of making other people wrong or pushing them away. You can also mentally create a boundary with yourself of, hey, whenever I notice myself fixating on my body, I'm gonna create a boundary with myself and say, hey, your body is okay and that's not really what we value. We really value being present and connecting with others. So you can create that boundary mentally with yourself. Or let's say that whenever you start to get fixated on the calories, you say, hey, we're not gonna be focusing on calories anymore. We're gonna focus on enjoying the food and nourishing our body. So you can verbally make a boundary with other people. I love you, Anne, will you please not comment on my appearance? Yeah, I love you, and can we please not talk about diets at the table? This is an opportunity for you to stand up for yourself, okay? It's not about pushing people away. So strategy number seven is to create boundaries whenever you need. Okay, strategy eight is to slow down and take a moment and breathe. So I call this one-minute mindfulness with my clients, and I will always ask them whenever they get into like really frantic eating. So a lot of us, when we're struggling with, with food or with binge eating or we're dieting, we eat really, really fast. It can feel chaotic and it can feel very frantic. We can be stressed out. We can be afraid. We can be anxious. And so whenever you notice yourself getting in that state, slow down, take a moment, one minute, and just breathe. Inhale slowly for four to five seconds. Hold that breath for four to five seconds and then exhale for four to five seconds. And when you take this breath like this, when you do this for a minute straight, so that inhaling over four to five, holding for four to five, exhaling for four to five, and you just take a minute to calm down and to re-presence yourself to the present moment, you actually will activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So when we're in that flight or fight response, when we're really stressed out and feeling chaotic, we're in the sympathetic nervous system, which is when we're stressed out. And it actually interrupts our ability to digest well. So when we take this one-minute mindfulness check-in to set intentions, reconnect to our values, and to re-presence ourselves to the present moment and calm ourselves down, not only are we going to then feel better and be more calm and be able to take our time with the food, but we're then going to activate our rest and digest nervous system. So the parasympathetic nervous system is what we want to have activated when we're eating and digesting food because it means that our body is going to digest our food more effectively, more efficiently. It's going to absorb more nutrients and assimilate all the yumminess into our body. And we're less likely to be bloated or have diarrhea or have gas or cramps or be constipated. All of those not comfortable things that come along with digestive issues. So strategy number eight is to slow down and take a moment and breathe. And one of the reasons why this helps make food no big deal, again, is because when you are more present with your food, when you're more mindful, when you eat more slowly, you pay attention to the taste, you're less likely to eat your food really, really fast and then beat yourself up and have shame about it. 
When you eat slower, you're more likely to be able to sense your fullness signals as well. So there's a lot of reasons why this one minute mindfulness strategy eight of slow down, take a moment and breathe is so helpful when making food no big deal. Now, strategy number nine on how to make food no big deal is to practice what I call metaphorical period. So the metaphorical period is a mindset tool, a mindset strategy practice, so to speak, that is really, really helpful. So one of the things that is so common when we're struggling with food is that we eat something and then we tell ourselves a crazy story about it. We tell ourselves, we make up lies, we tell ourselves like really harmful, hurtful things about whatever we put in our mouth. So for example, we'll eat a cookie or however many cookies we eat and instead of just eating the cookie and then moving on with our lives, we create this story where like I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm gross, sugar's the devil, I'm gonna gain weight, I'm disgusting. And we tell ourselves the story about what we had just eaten. You know, if we eat sugar and cookies, it's this negative shame and guilt-based story. Or on the flip side, we'll eat a salad or like, you know, grilled chicken and broccoli. And we'll then tell ourselves, good job. You know, good job, way to be good, way to be in line, you know, way to not break your diet, et cetera, et cetera. So we eat, we eat whatever it is that we eat and then we tell ourselves the story about it. And the story that we tell ourselves about what we're eating actually really messes us up, right? Last week, I talked about letting go of the good food, bad food labels. This is an area where it really shows up as we eat something and we tell ourselves we've we've been good or we tell ourselves we've been bad. And like I said last week, there's no such thing as good and bad foods. Of course, there's such a thing as nutrient density, but there's no such thing as a good and bad food. Food is food and it's not good or bad. Now, with metaphorical period, what we do is after we eat something, we put a period at the end of it. Moving on, we don't need to call ourselves a name. We don't need to attach this story. We just, we ate something. We're a human being. We need to eat to survive. It tasted good. I wanted it. I, whatever, right? Period, moving on. I had a cookie, period, moving on with my life. I had a salad, period, moving on with my life. So practice putting a metaphorical period after mealtime, after whatever you eat. You don't need to tell yourself this crazy story about it. And truly, this is a huge distinction between normal eaters and binge eaters, emotional eaters, dieters, and those with an eating disorder. Normal eaters don't tell themselves a crazy story after they eat. They put a period at the end and they move on with their lives because it's no big deal. So practice metaphorical period. I ate something, period, moving on. Okay, number 10, strategy number 10. Mm, I love this one is to practice visualization. I'm not kidding you guys. It might sound woo-woo and esoteric, but top athletes utilize it. Top business people utilize it. I utilize it. It is powerful stuff. So I've mentioned this before 
on the podcast when I shared my uh, visualization, like a make peace with food visualization, that your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between a visualization that you're creating in your mind with your eyes closed and if it's actually happening in the real world. That's incredible, you guys. So you're essentially like mentally rehearsing how you want things to go. So before you go to the wedding, before you go to your family's house for the holidays, before you go out on that date, whatever it is, visualize how it is you want it to go. So I want to give you like a real example of this. So one of the ladies in Food Body Soul, bless her heart, I love her. She had a photo shoot coming up. She is a powerhouse of a woman. She is the president of a media company and she was going to be featured in a local magazine in her city. And so she had to be in a photo shoot. And if y'all have a disordered relationship with food and you hate your body, pictures are often an incredibly difficult triggering component of our lives. So you can imagine the anxiety that she was feeling. And we had a group coaching call before her shoot. And one of the things that I offered her was to visualize having fun, visualize herself getting her hair done, getting her makeup done, wearing awesome clothes, professional. It was a business shoot. So professional clothes that she loved, that she was comfortable in, visualize herself having fun, visualize herself being at ease, smiling and enjoying the day. Instead of visualizing it being awful and you being stressed out, and you being shameful and insecure, why don't you visualize it how it is you'd actually want it to go? And she came back the following week on the next group coaching call and was like, I actually had a blast. And you know what? I actually love the pictures, which was a huge thing for her. Pictures have been a a point of contention. And so I really want to invite you to practice visualization. Visualize how it is you want to go. Sit down on the couch for five to 10 minutes, close your eyes and visualize how you want to feel. Visualize yourself feeling that way. Visualize yourself being comfortable and confident, being at peace with food, feeling you know comfortable in front of the camera, being okay around your family, like whatever it is. Visualize being at peace at mealtime. Like let's say you're going out to eat with your friends. And going out to eat is often a very triggering situation for you because the restaurant has the menu can be so anxiety ridden for all of us. And then we go out to eat and we're like so fixated on the calories and the carbs in our meal that we don't uh, communicate. We're not present with our friends and we're worried about ordering the healthiest thing instead of what it is we actually want. So visualize yourself going to the restaurant, being at ease, being at peace, looking at the menu and seeing what it is you actually want to eat and eating it and enjoying it and being present. Like visualize yourself doing that as opposed to spending your day thinking about how scary it is or how bad it's going to be. Yeah, this is an incredibly helpful tool. Please utilize it. Okay, so just to quickly recap these these remaining five strategies, how to make food no big deal. Number six is to set intentions and reconnect to your values. Number seven is to create boundaries verbally or mentally. Number eight is to slow down, take a moment and breathe. Again, that one minute mindfulness check-in. Strategy number nine is to practice metaphorical period. And strategy 10 is visualization. Boom. There you go, my friends. 10 awesome strategies to help you make food no big deal. Truly, my goal 
is for food to be no big deal. Because when food is no big deal, life is a lot more enjoyable. And it is my goal to help as many of you get to that place as possible. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and it's been helping you and you're ready to take your healing to the next level, please reach out to me to learn about coaching. Please reach out to me to learn about Food, Body, Soul. We can hop on a complimentary discovery call. We can talk about where you're at and where you want to be. We can find out if we'd make a great team. And I would love to support you in healing your relationship with food. Like for real, for real. And I want you to know that it's truly, truly possible. In fact, you know what? I'm going to read to you. So I mentioned earlier in this podcast episode that I'm going out to lunch with my client, Jen. And she was someone who was struggling with her relationship with food. She had an eating disorder for 26 years, yo. 26 years. She's in her, she's 39. And I actually want to read to you her testimonial. And, you know, we had one of our coaching calls last week and she told me that she just, two years ago, had you told her that where she's at was possible, she wouldn't have believed you. She didn't think it was possible to be able to be at peace to go out to a restaurant and order whatever she wants, to not check the menus beforehand, and to just not have to think about it, to have a, a couple of bites of a cupcake and move on with her life because she doesn't have to eat all of all of the cupcakes. Like These are life-changing moments. She even had a moment for the first time in, a, in for as long as she can remember where she looked in the mirror and she's like, wow, I actually like the way that I look. Wow, I never thought this was possible. So I want to read to you her testimonial so that you know that regardless of where you are, how deep you are in your in your disorder, your struggle, you can get better. So I want to read you her testimonial right now. It says, before I had my discovery call with Kara, I was in a 26-year-long losing battle with my relationship with food that left me mentally and emotionally drowning. Throughout the years, my body image and self-worth were codependent. This way of life had gone on for so long, I didn't know any other way of being, and I didn't believe there was another way. Working with Kara opened my eyes to the possibility of a different life, one with joy and pleasure. There was never any judgment in Kara's voice. I never felt shame when I opened up to her. She has a way of turning total darkness into bright light. I've been working with Kara for roughly 10 months. During this time, my relationship with food in my body has changed drastically. I no longer had fear of forbidden foods because no foods were forbidden. With a lot of internal work, I, sh- I was showed a way to remove the power that food had over me. I now respect my body's hunger and fullness cues in a way I was never able to before. As the meal plan or diet I was on always dictated when, what, and how much I was allowed to eat. I now have enough food freedom that I can go to a restaurant and order whatever I want in the moment instead of researching the menus beforehand and calling in advance to see if the restaurant made many substitutions for, many, made substitutions for my many, quote, allergies. I am not that person anymore. My, my weight no longer defines me. I am weight neutral. Thoughts about food do not occupy my every waking hour. Working with Kara has given me the opportunity to make this next chapter of my life so much more meaningful than how many calories are in an apple. To anyone who has any kind of disordered relationship with food, however big or small you think it is, and or body image issues, you, and you do not think there is another way, Kara is someone you must have in your life. I recommend her a thousand times. She is kind and funny and real. This work gets hard, and she is with you every step of the way. Kara has literally saved my life. 
So thank you, Jen. Means so much to me. It just means so much to me. I remember when I first got this and I just like bawled my eyes out. <laughs> I was like a hot mess getting this. So I want you to know that it's possible. I want you to know that it really is possible. I want to give you hope. So, okay. I hope you got a lot out of this podcast. Please leave a ratings and review to enter in that giveaway on iTunes to enter the giveaway. And I hope that these practical strategies truly make a difference for you. They've made a difference for me. They've made a difference for countless other people. And thank you so much for tuning into the Love Your Bod Pod. I hope you all have an amazing week and I love you so much.